This is Mind Hub with Lauren Ashley, presented by Kokoro Psyche, episode 11. Welcome to Mind Hub. I'm your host, Lauren. This podcast right here is filled with three main specific goals. The first one is to wake you up to your world that surrounds you. The second, to help you nurture the connections between your heart, mind, body, and soul. And the third, to instill within you an unwavering faith in your personal power and your limitless potential. Sounding good to you? If so, come on in and let's get straight into it. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, hello. If you are new, this is your first episode you decided to click on. Thank you for clicking on it. Thank you for giving me a chance. Pretty sure you're going to find a gem or two that you can take from this episode. And if you're one of our returning supporters, I appreciate you. You've been writing with me since I literally probably had like 10 followers when we started our platform on Instagram and, um, when we just started our podcast. So thank you for rocking out. I'm so happy to be back. Um, I hope you've been having all of you, anyone who's listening to this have been having a wonderful week. I hope you've been doing well, you know, and, um, Thank you for tuning in again and for giving me a chance. Um, it actually feels really good to be back because for the past two weeks, we actually did not post on Thursday because two weeks ago, I actually caught a bug and I literally lost my voice. I literally, guys, could not even speak over a whisper. I was literally talking like under a whisper and I couldn't yell or vibrato or just speak at all. So um, posting a podcast just wasn't going to happen. And that kind of taught me how now I think I'm going to start pre-recording a lot of our episodes just so we can get them out. Um, so you hear me showing a lot of gratitude in this episode. It's because it feels like it's been forever, even though it's been two weeks. And I'm so happy to be back. So if you're new, you don't know what's coming next, but my regulars already know it's time for our daily affirmation because come on now, how are we going to do a podcast about the mind, body, and soul without uh, affirming our lives, right? So the way we do it here is I encourage you, you don't have to if you don't want to, but I do encourage you because it implements the energy more. It gets, it gets your head more leveled and cleared so that your intention can be more pure and strong. So I say take a deep breath in, nothing crazy or ritualistic, all the way to the bottom of your lungs and release. And then this affirmation I love, of course, it ties into, to, it ties into today's episode. Um, it goes, I am in control of my thoughts, emotions, and actions, and I no longer allow such things to define or control me. And for those who didn't get it in the back, I'm going to say it one more time. I am in control of my thoughts, my emotions, and my actions, and I no longer allow these things to define or 
or to control me. It's very important to live by that ideology. Awesome. All right, guys. Beautiful. So on this week's episode, guys, we're tapping into our mentals as we talk about the power of emotions and the benefits of keeping them in check. Hence today's title, Emotional Intelligence, the Power of Being Emotionally Smart, because we all need that. We all need that. And, um, just want to remind you guys to look out for the kokoropsyche.com launch date. There you guys are going to have so much access to so many free mental health, spiritual health, wellness um, resources, healing guides, healing workbooks, printable items, so many convenient things you can use on a daily basis, as well as purchase purchasable things, anxiety relief products, depression aid, um, physical stimuli to help with anxiety relief, depression, um, um, it's so amazing and I'm so excited for this website to launch and for you guys to have access to it all. Um, definitely there's something for somebody. So, um, there's nobody being excluded. You'll find something you like there. I guarantee. And also make sure you're tuning in every Wednesday to our Twitter. We do a space called why it matters mental health, the daily commitment. We're also on the wisdom app now. So every now and then we'll do a live, um, it's just a live audio, same with the Twitter spaces. And so catch us there. You can, you know, tune in as a guest, ask live questions, hear live convos. I think you'll like it. So just keep that in mind. All right. So enough with all the boring. Let's get straight into the juice. Um, it's time for our segment off the chest. So if you're new here, once again, thank you. You'll come to find out that one thing about me, I'm showing gratitude whenever I can. Like, I literally cannot believe you're here listening. And I get it. Let me shut up because you're here because you want to know something, right? We're six minutes in. <laughs> but thank you. Um, and let me just tell you about Off the Chest. It's our community segment that directly involves our community members. Whether you want to celebrate, vent, seek advice, or ask questions, submissions are received and respected. No topic is unwelcomed. All we ask aside from respect is that you keep it real as you get it off the chest so today we have a submission from jackal bean 98 that states it's did i say it's a question i don't know if i did <laughs> but it's a question and it literally it states how do you maneuver around not knowing what to do and when i say that i mean i'm in a space right now where i feel like i've been wasting time and as much as I feel like I'm wasting time, I don't know where to go or what to do. I don't know what I want for myself. I just feel like I've kind of been allowing other people to want for me, specifically my parents. So now that I finally have the peace and the strength to establish that for myself, I don't know where to go. Awesome. Jekyll Bean, I'm literally pausing as I'm reading this because I'm like, is this not me saying this? Not that my parents have instilled that in me, but I totally understand when you feel like you don't know where to go. Um, I'm going to keep this um, answer a little bit short because our intro is a little long today. We're already in seven minutes, but I want to let you know that it's okay to not know where to go. The problem starts when you stop trying, right? So if you don't know where to go, that just means you have a clean slate, right? I suggest you start paying attention to the, the natural passions you have. We all have something that we kind of 
are just we love to do whether we're good at or bad at or something we love to do that we're also good at right I encourage you to kind of just look at who you are right now maybe reflect on your childhood what are some things that you just that just naturally interest you you know Never be afraid to start over, which you, apparently you're already doing. So congratulations to you. And I just want to tell you that be patient with yourself. Sometimes it takes time, but it doesn't take forever. What takes forever is when you rush it and then you just jump into something, not knowing if you really are for it or if you really love it or not, right? And then you end up hating it because you just forced yourself into it. Now you're starting all over again. That takes forever. Starting over again, 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 and again, because you keep putting yourself in things that you're not truly passionate about, right? So my advice for you is just to be patient with yourself. Take it slow. Take it easy. Analyze your passions, analyze those natural things you're good at, do some Google research, see what, look at what you're good at and look at what industries exist in that element of what you're good at, you know? how you can make money or what do you want to do? Do you want to make money? Do you want to travel? Do you want to have unlimited family time, unlimited me time? Like figure out what brings you joy in your life, figure out. So like what you love to do that brings you joy, but also just the things that bring you joy automatically, like being with family, um, not having to answer to somebody or, you know what I mean? And then focus on those things and build your next moves off of that because you can never go wrong because you're always committed to your happiness and, you know, just giving yourself your all. Give yourself your all and I promise you, you'll find your way. Okay. And Jacko Bean, I hope that was enough. I know I normally do like a little bit more talk with my response to submissions, but I wanted to keep it a little bit short today because I got a little juicy I got a bunch of juicy ideas in my head for today's episode. So I don't want to put too much into our submission. And so thank you so much for that submission. And if any of you would like to be featured in one of our episodes, then please, by all means, I encourage you to send in on the chest and on the chest. Guys, cut me some slack. Like I said, I was sick for two weeks. I'm back. Okay. Um, but send me an off the chest submission. Um, we're currently only accepting them via Instagram DM because our website's not up yet. So don't be shy. Send in a DM. You can request to be anonymous. Literally say, I'm requesting to be anonymous. Or you can say, I request to be called this. And you know, you can make up a screen name, any type of whatever random screen name. And I will literally identify you as such. Kokoro Psyche is committed to the privacy of you guys. Because I'm committed to my own privacy. So, you know, you you dish out what you expect to receive. So best believe I'm treating you guys the way I would want to be treated. All right. So come on, send me a submission. I see all of the viewers that we've been getting. I'm so grateful. And I just would love to hear what you guys have to say. Or tune into one of our live spaces and then maybe you'll feel more comfortable to talk there. We can talk, you know, right there in the moment. You won't have to wait for the podcast episode. So either or, and without further ado, let's jump straight into episode 11, emotional intelligence, the power of being emotionally smart. Okay. So I know I'm not the only one who thinks this, or maybe I am, and if so, I'll own it. But I personally feel like we've all had a moment or 
moments when we fell victim to our emotions, right? Come on. I know I'm not the only one who thought that. And if you're not knowing what I mean, just, you know, be patient with me. You'll know. Some people's version of this would vary from others naturally, right? But we've all had moments where we reflect back and we're like, whoa, why did I react like that? Or I know I reacted like that, but that was a little bit extreme. I could have, you know, responded to that a little better, right? And if you haven't had that moment, trust me, honey, you're going to have it eventually, okay? Or you're not, and please, let me know, what did you do to <laughs> become so freaking in control since the beginning of time of your emotions? I'm dying to know, right? <laughs> but whether that be... um because I said we all have different, you know, variations of that. Whether that be an all-out episode of rage or a complete crippling sadness or my people who get, like, really nervous and can't stop laughing, <laughs> right, or smiling. You know, it comes in different variations. Usually these episodes are triggered by something externally, so somebody coming at you a certain way or something put in your face that you weren't expecting to see or just something externally that w- that happened beyond you or around you and it triggered you basically sometimes they sneak up us they well most times they sneak up on us unwarranted meaning we didn't want them we didn't expect them and we didn't invite invite them right Usually when we're trying to overcome something is when (laughs) these moments typically hit us the hardest. And that's so ironic. Here I am on my healing journey and all of a sudden people are just trying me 10 times as much as I swear they were last year. (laughs) Like what is going on? But the irony in that is I think that's just the beauty of the universe of God, source energy, whichever you prefer to align with. Just, you know helping you you said you want to grow so I'm gonna throw this at you and see how you respond to this so you can grow that's what I like to look at it like but yeah it's always almost as if like wow here I am choosing to be a better person and y'all are just trying me and want me to revert back (laughs) right so for me emotional responses emotional strength even emotional intelligence that's been one of my most intense challenges in my road towards growth right I think it was about two years ago when I finally decided to face the music regarding my emotional um capacity and just how how I am regarding my emotions, how it affects me, how I respond to things, things like that, right? Um, I was already on a healing journey prior, but I never really faced it, faced the music when it came to my emotions. It started two years ago, and um, it was an incident that occurred when I, I couldn't ignore it anymore, right? I just couldn't ignore it. It was right in my face, Um in that moment, I knew that, wow, these emotions or my emotions that I've been feeling, I haven't just been feeling them. They've been controlling me, literally. They've been controlling me. And 
<laughs> I don't think that's okay. So we can, you know, kind of revert back to like my childhood because I suggest you all do this if you really want true answers about why you are who you are right now in this moment. So when I revert back to my childhood, I'm not going to go in much detail. If you guys want me to do an episode about that, I would love to. It'll probably happen, you know, later on, like way later on. Not because I'm nervous or anything like that, but just, you know, right moment, right time. But when I look back in my childhood, when I was young, my emotions that controlled me was sadness. I was a huge crier. I could not hold back my tears to save my life. My heart was so pure and just so just honest and just when any the any frickle of meanness approached me it completely caught me off guard because that's not what I was used to my mother showed me nothing but abundance of love and made sure my dad did the same <laughs> even though he wasn't consciously doing it she she was in his butt making sure he did it so I wasn't used to like being snapped at I wasn't used to being made fun of I wasn't used to any of that and I remember going to elementary and then middle school it got horrible you know, and what do I mean by horrible? It was just me reacting, my reaction to just how people are hurt. And there are a lot of hurt people walking around and me taking it personally. So when I was younger, huge crier, fought back my tears so hard. People used to think that I would cry as a weapon on purpose. They even did that to me in the last couple of years. I still go through it. And it's just like, if only you knew how hard I'm doing my best to hold back these tears. Like the last thing I want to do is cry in front of you. I literally cannot control it. Right. So when I look back, I noticed that it was sadness. But then in my um, teenage and later young adult years from like started around 15, it got real intense around 17 to 21. Basically, it wasn't horrible. Don't get me wrong. But when I was angry, I would get angry. So it went from sadness to anger. My bad. I didn't tell you guys that sadness that crippled me or like, you know, had a hold on me. Even though it was still there, it transitioned to anger. And I would catch myself in these moments of rage, pure rage against the ones that I love most. I'm not saying that my emotions weren't justified or how I felt wasn't justified. But instead of feeling it and releasing it, I was letting myself get lost in the anger. And if you're not careful, you'll catch yourself in a moment. And it's almost like you're enjoying being mad. Instead of doing your best to un-get mad, you know, to, to remove yourself from the anger, it's almost like you'll catch yourself choosing to drown in it. And that's when it gets dangerous. And that's when I had my revelation. That's when I decided enough was enough. It was an incident two years ago. It was nothing horrible, right? But um, I was arguing with the love of my life. And I, I definitely escalated the situation. You know what I mean? And, um, I ended up hurting my foot because I was just being completely irrational and just like yelling and walking around the room. I'm okay with saying that. And then I hurt my foot. And then that's when I realized, um, because when I hurt my foot, it made me sit down real quick because <laughs> I hurt my own self. And then I thought I'm like hurting and then he's helping me. My mom's helping me with my foot. And that's when I realized, what are you doing? And so I replayed the whole moment and I saw how belligerent I looked, how hurt I was, how in, in just vibratoing pain and all this instead of just facing it and trying to overcome it and actually having an adult conversation, I'm letting myself drown in the anger. And that's when I knew, no, this is too much. I need to change. 
So we all have our moments where we either are like, well, okay, this is the breaking point. It's enough. Or we keep going. And so this episode is for the people who are deciding to keep going or who don't even know that they've been indulging in their emotions. I want to help you out um, from someone who knows firsthand how messy that can get. And if you're not lucky, because I'm lucky, the people in my life love me unconditionally because that's what I chose for myself. I chose to surround myself, you know, with unconditional love. So they're not going to run off on me for a moment of weakness. Right. But at the same time, good people don't deserve to go through pain. Right. And only someone can only go through so much. So I'm trying to help you. So you're not running off that good person in your life, that best friend, that boyfriend, that husband, that mother, that father, that sister, that brother, that cousin, whomever that is in your life who loves you truly unconditionally and is there for you. You know, you owe it to yourself most of all, but you also owe it to them to just try, you know, and to, to analyze, you know, how you've been presenting yourself. Right. You see, if you're not careful, or if I, sh- I should say, if you're not aware, you'll end up housing various emotions and not even knowing where they came from. You could fall victim to various triggers and not even know why they're even triggering you or how they got there to begin with. This is why I um, addressed me going back to my childhood just a moment ago because that was leading into this right because we've already spoken about this or addressed this in some of our other previous episodes check them out if you haven't and what am I talking about it it's um, being present to our emotions conflicts etc and where they're originating from it's healing from our inner child that is more, more, I know you've probably heard that before, but it's so much more important than you probably realize. You must acknowledge that inner child. You must acknowledge the pain of your past so you can move on because you deserve it. I don't think we should deeply revisit this topic because like I said, we've talked about this, um, you know, facing the hardships of your past with the goal to heal. But I just want you to understand right now in this moment that your goal shouldn't be to forget your past endeavors or the pain from your past. Your goal should be to heal from them and to utilize them for your greater good. Um, so with that being said, let's get into the, the specific topic. You know, I just wanted to put a, you know, a real life stance on that and let's get a little dictionary, not too dictionary because the whole point of this podcast is proving to y'all how mental health can be a beautifully, um, juicy conversation without, you know, mess or whatever. It doesn't have to be too textbook, too dictionary. And so, I wanted you guys to understand what does it mean to be emotionally smart, right? Well, that just means to have emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence is, you know, the ability to be aware, to understand and to manage your emotions and not just your emotions, but other emotions, other people's emotions as well, right? It's to be aware of yourself, specifically your emotional side, you know, what hurts you, what triggers you why it hurts you, why it triggers you, and then what it looks like for you when you are triggered or you are hurt. And then knowing how you typically choose to respond to it and how you could better respond to it in your future. You know what I mean? So 
ask yourself these questions whenever you get a free moment. Literally, what hurts me? What triggers me in my present moment right now? Why does it hurt me and trigger me? What do I do when I get hurt and I get triggered? What does that look like? And then how can I better respond to that? I really want you guys to do that. All right. You know, so when we're talking about emotional intelligence, I think it's a good idea for us to start with analyzing our triggers. And for those who don't know or aren't familiar with the term, triggers just refers to a stimulus that elicits a reaction. So an extreme example would be someone who's, you know, working to overcome a phobia of spiders. You right? Their trigger would be spiders. So that's all that that means. It's important to address triggers because a lot of times people get caught off guard with how they're responding to certain things or situations like, whoa, why did I do that? Why did I say that the next day? Um, it's important for you to figure out that trigger because then you can understand why you did that, why you responded like that. You know, you got pissed because Betty brought up um, moms because you haven't had a great relationship with your mom for you know what I mean like you you gotta I'm trying to on the fly think of an example but you get what I'm trying to say and also keep in mind that triggers can be physical as well you know for a period of time alcohol was a trigger for me a tr- uh, you know alcohol can be a drug can be it's something that makes you take the cap off of your discipline of yourself you know and your moderation of your emotions so also keep that in mind as well please I want you to remember this always check yourself it's important for you to remain consciously aware of how you act and how you react to certain circumstances and situations you know you've got to be honest with yourself and see what ways you could be demonstrating self-hindrance or self-destructive behavior You have to, or you'll just keep doing it and keep distracting yourself. Nobody can save you, but you. So you got to be honest with yourself and pay attention to what you've been doing. That's been hindering you instead of building you up because you deserve to be your best self. And I tell people that every single day, only then when you're honest, could you possibly hope to be able to, to heal and to grow for the, for the better. And for those who are a little in tune with terminology I bet that sounds like self-awareness to you and that's because it is self-awareness is a superpower I've already done an episode about this so please go scroll down a little bit because I don't have much out right now and check it out it truly is you know and along with self-awareness of your triggers you must also put effort towards if not overcoming them then at least learning and knowing how to move around them right and this not only goes for your triggers but your general emotions as well learning how to move around um um okay I'm sad right now how can I escape this right or okay alcohol mm, that makes me real upset maybe I should like you learn how to moderate yourself you know Knowing how to regulate and manage your emotions is a fundamental foundation of emotional IQ, emotional intelligence. Be aware of putting your emotions on lockdown or hiding them because that's definitely not the way. 
just because you're subduing your emotions, you're putting them on the back burner, you're putting them in your subconscious, that doesn't mean you're in control. It literally means you're giving them free realm to grow and multiply in the back of your subconscious mind and then attack you when you least expect it, when you're like having a great night out and you've had a few shots, like literally, or whether where you're having a great day out and then you accidentally see the wrong thing that has nothing to do with you, some random family, somebody says some random word and it just completely triggers you, right? Be cautious of that, please. It's not about hiding them and suppressing them. It's about knowing how to express them appropriately. It's about knowing the right place in the right time. So some quick ways to just know, you know, what can I do to improve self-regulation, Lauren? You're talking about self-regulation. Uh, any suggestions? Well, you know, it's really simple. Just, you know, be mindful of your thoughts and your feelings, like I said. Learn how to build tolerance skills, you know? So for me, I had to learn how to build tolerance skills so I wasn't crying at every freaking mean person I came across of, right? Find ways of managing your difficult emotions, you know? Practice communication skills. Um, be aware of the fact that you have a choice of how you choose to respond. And also, like we always say at Coconut Psyche, look at your challenges as opportunities to be and do better. Literally. All right. Emotional intelligence goes hand in hand with social awareness or simply put social skills. So I just jumped into another topic. So keep up with me. It's still the same topic, but another bullet point. We talked about self-regulation, awareness of emotions, but also, you know, practice your your social skills. It's valuable for you to understand how to react and interact with others. Um, not only does it aid you in building meaningful relationships, because who got time for relationships that don't mean nothing? And relationships isn't just romantic. That's with your mama, your daddy, your sisters, your brothers, your friends, your teachers, your neighbors, everybody. And also developing a stronger um, understanding of yourself and others. That is all what social skills includes, but it also, having strong social skills also helps you figure out how you want to move around people, you know, in a way that serves your higher good, you know, so that's like learning when to stop oversharing, where my people at who were like, oh my God, why did I just say that when you replay what you said after you left the function or something? Like, I get that. Trust me. I do. I had to learn that. Or recognizing projection. Knowing when it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And... um how to move around that. So that's what I mean when saying knowing how to move around people. You know what I mean? Paying attention to those weird moments and n analyzing them, knowing what they mean and not blaming yourself for that. You have that as well. And that's another superpower. So I encourage you guys practice your social skills and you don't have to do it on a daily basis. Just be mindful of it. Being mindful is the first step. And then when you're ready, if you want to put more oomph and more energy towards it, you will. But that's what I'm encouraging you guys to do for right now. And how can I do that, Lauren? Any suggestions? Well, a couple. You know, ask questions to receive answers. Open-ended questions, you know. Be mindful of other people's thoughts as well. Know that it's not just you in the conversation. You know, look people in the eye. Make them feel loved and respected. 
you know, practice actively in your social skills, active listening, show genuine interest, like just, you know, treat people the way you would want to be treated, make people feel heard because it goes a long way, I promise you. And, you know, naturally social skills leads into empathy, which is another thing that is like a building block of emotional intelligence. Empathy is something we've been learning since elementary, so I'm not going to go too much deep into that. You know how that goes. So encouraging you to just be mindful of that as well, right? And for my last point, I guess I kind of want to make, I just want you to know how when you increase and improve your emotional intelligence, it will trickle down, trickle down in other areas of your life. You will literally find yourself feeling more motivated, more confident, more ready for your day, more inspired by your days. And hello, why wouldn't you? You're literally contributing to becoming a better you. So naturally, your motivation will increase. Your perception of life will change for the better. On no gushy stuff. Just genuinely trying to inspire you guys to just, you know, be mindful of that. Be mindful of the power emotional intelligence skills will have for you. And, you know, why are they important? Because you become a leader, a leader in yourself, and you can help lead others. Even if you don't want to be a leader consciously, it's still important to have that quality. Your communication will increase. Your self-awareness and knowledge will increase. Your self-control you know, I said self-management and regulation, that will increase. You'll be able to be more aware of your emotions, which allows you to develop those abilities of self-control. Because without knowing what's going on, how can you even control the outcome, right? And then stress management, because we all are going to go through stress one way or another, and stress can be so freaking overwhelming and intrusive. So, I encourage you to try to do yourself a favor and, you know, strike down that stress as much as you possibly can because you deserve to live as peaceful as a life that you've created for yourself. Keyword, you created for yourself. You have to take the initiative. You have to build it for yourself. It's literally as simple as that. And I'm just Lauren over here, you know, from Texas trying to put you on girl to girl, girl to guy you know, advice of how you can be a better you in the most simple ways and helping you see how there may have been things that have been hindering you that you had no idea was doing such a thing before, okay? So I just want you to remember when you're building your emotional intelligence, you're inviting in positive aspects and impacts to your life. Not only does it help you become aware of your own feelings and emotions, but it also helps you build stronger relationships and responses to social situations. In other words, emotional intelligence is another one of those valuable things that helps you grow into your best self. And that's what Kokoro Psyche is all about. That's what Mind Hub with Lauren Ashley is all about. Casual convos to help you be a better you. So, I know that there was something you took out of this that made you go, hmm, she got a point. Or, hmm, maybe let me think about that. So, I encourage you to think about that, okay? And just remember, emotional intelligence is filled with, you know, four main things. Self-awareness. Self-management or regulation or control, whichever word you prefer. 
social awareness, and then relationship management. With those four things, you'll be surprised how better you'll start showing up for yourself and for others as well. And that's all I want for you. That's all I care about, okay? And you know, I got to say my alignment disclosure. I'm sure there'll be some people who don't agree with what I said, or maybe I said it too boring and they already peaced out, or maybe they feel like I'm too generic or I stole my ideas or something, or maybe I'm projecting because I'm afraid of that. (laughs) But this is genuinely just from the heart. And I just want you to know that, that you deserve to be the best you and that you deserve to pay a little bit more attention to yourself. And when you do that, you'll be surprised how better you start showing up for yourself and for the ones you love as well. And for the ones you just happen to come across. And without further ado, it's time for our daily quote. If you're new, I always love to end our podcast episodes with a beautiful quote that ties in my ideas. Because it's so amazing to see how I thought of everything I said off the dome. And of course, there is a quote that directly aligns exactly with what I was trying to say. And this quote states, between stimulus and response, there is a space In that space lies our freedom and power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. And that quote is by Victor E. Frankel. He was a neurologist, a psychiatrist, a philosopher, and a Holocaust survivor. Um, Read one of his books, loved it, loved him. Random point. (laughs) But yes, guys, in this time for my final statement, because we're at the end. Life slippery. I'm hoping trust is being established for you to be able to take my hand. I am deeply honored and incredibly thrilled to be raising awareness and nurturing the connections between the mind, body and soul with you. I know how valuable your time is, and I totally appreciate you deciding to spend some of that time with me. Remember, the goal is balance within. So I always say, let's heal together. I'll see you guys next week. Please note that this podcast or any other resources from Kokorosaki.com should not be replaced with professional mental health care. If you feel you would benefit, please reach out to a provider in your area. Have a beautifully blessed and purposeful day, week, weekend, whichever. Thank you so much for supporting Kokorosaki.com and for staying for our longest episode yet. With much love and light, I cannot wait for you guys to hear from me next week. And I can't wait to hear from you as well. Make sure you guys send in those submissions.